The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, and this is Hoop Ball Grizz. Rolling solo for the post game tonight, guys. Sam is a little under the weather. Sam, get well soon. Support for Hoopball is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped's engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents, thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. When I tell you it's premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower, and one of the coolest features on the Lawnmower 3.0 is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. Go check them out right now at manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. You'll get 20% off and free shipping on your new Lawnmower 3.0. Now, let's jump into the box score. Grizz has lost a tough one tonight, today, this afternoon, however you want to break it down. They lost to a Spurs team that is depleted, and I, it's inexcusable. There's no reason... They should not have lost to this team. Should not have lost to this team. One thing that we're not going to do on this podcast, I say we, it's just me tonight. One thing I'm not going to do, and if Sam was here, I wouldn't let him do it either. I would just unplug his mic. We're not going to blame this all on Dylan Brooks. It's not going to happen. Did Dylan play bad? Yes, Dylan played bad. Did Dylan make some mistakes? Yes, Dylan made some mistakes. But the rest of the team didn't shoot the ball that well. So it's, yes, there's some, there are things that Dylan has got to work on. Dylan's not shy. He's not scared to shoot the ball. He's going to grit. Like, if he's out there, he's pulling. Like, that's what's going down. You've got to know that. Somebody's got to step up and be like, okay, man, this is what needs to happen and they just got to set him straight. Maybe the coaching staff has done it. I would assume that the coaching staff has done it. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But either way, I think that it needs to be a player. I don't think that it needs to be the coaching staff. I think somebody in a leadership role on the team needs to step up and be like, hey, this is what needs to happen. When Ja was cooking in the fourth quarter, when he was in control of the ball, making the decision, things were looking good. But Dylan just made some bonehead plays he did I will say that and that's basically all the trash talk that you're going to get on Dylan from me this is what I saw two two big mistakes that Dylan made that I wish he had not obviously there were some shots but the two biggest things that I saw that he the two biggest mistakes I saw that he made was the offensive foul um I believe it was it was Derek White or Patty Mills got in front of him and drew the charge on, you know, offensive foul, turned the ball over. That hurts. But then the, the foul at the end on DeRozan, that's the obvious one, right? You know, everybody knows you got to stay down there. If he pulls up and he makes that jump shot and you contested it and didn't foul him, okay, you live with that. People make those shots. 
and pressure situations and you lose games like that, but you can't lose the game putting him on the free throw line. There's nobody guarding him there. That's the easiest shot in the game. I Like, there's nobody there. You've been playing basketball your whole career. You've been shooting foul shots your whole career. All you got to do at that point, all he has to do is make one. DeRozan did, uncharacteristic. Like, he missed two free throws that allowed the Grizz to stay in the game when Jackson, like, how? How? I'm still in shock at how DeMar DeRozan misses two free throws to give the Grizz. Like, the Grizz should have been buried right there at that point. But he missed them, gave the Grizz an opportunity to get back in, managed to throw it away. I don't know. It's rough start to the bubble. The Grizzlies could have won both of these games. Things have got to change. The gaping hole right now is Tyus Jones. They don't have anybody that is stepping up into that role and taking over as, like, DeAnthony Melton is not it. He's like, I like DeAnthony Melton, but he's not the offense. Like, he doesn't initiate the offense. He's better off of the ball, doing this, you know, Mr. Do Something needs to do something without the ball in his hands. He needs to be the secondary guy. So maybe you move, man, I don't like Grayson Allen to the primary in that situation. Or maybe you make a shift and, and maybe maybe it's Kyle Anderson. Maybe you change rotations a little bit and Kyle Anderson takes because I think Kyle can do it. But I don't know. At this point, you're, you're spit widened. You're trying to figure out what you need to do, but you know that DeAnthony's not it. He, I won't say terrible, but he didn't look great. DeAnthony had just kind of looked flat. And I think that that will change, but you've got to have him coming off the ball. Like he just, he cannot be the guy that's your second guy that's initiating offense. When Jaws off the floor, it's clear DeAnthony is not the answer. So what, you know, what the coaching staff does from here, I'm sure they're going to watch tape. They're going to figure out what's going to happen and they're going to see, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, Kyle had, he had eight points, two rebounds and eight assists tonight. Kyle is a playmaker, and I really I think that Kyle might be the answer. I think he might. Maybe he's not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But for me, it's between Kyle and Grayson Allen at this point. Grayson has played well in the bubble. Grayson was playing well before he had the hip injury. Grayson was playing well in the minutes that he was getting. He was earning minutes deserving to be on the floor. So give him a shot. Right now with Tyus out, you've got to find somebody to do it because if you don't, you're going to need Ja Morant to play 48 minutes or your offense is going to fall. It's what's happening. When Ja's not on the floor, the offense is stalling. I wish I had pulled up the numbers to see what the plus minus is, which that's not a – I want to see how bad the offense is stalling with Ally. I want to see those numbers, and I'm going to look those up the next show. The Grizzlies play again tomorrow against the Pelicans, and I will have that number. When Ja is off of the floor – what the offense is looking like. If you've watched the games, you know it's not good. But I, I want to have that numbers just because I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I want to see that. And so I'm going to run through the box score real quick. We'll talk a little bit more. But I, like I said, I already talked about Kyle. He was eight, eight points, two rebounds, eight assists, and a steal. 
Um, didn't shoot the ball very well from the field. He had two threes. He was two for four from deep. Uh, Jaron Jackson, unbelievable clutch shot at the end of the game. And as okay, I'm that 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 is I swear that's a clutch gene. Like you see him bury that shot contested from the corner game on the line. Jaron Jackson Jr. buries that three. If if you were not jumping in, ex- I I thought the game. When DeRozan goes to the foul line, at this point, I'm like, this game is done. Like, they're finished. I I wanted to shut it off, but I learned. I learned from my – I'll go down that rabbit trail in a minute. But you've got to be pumped. The clutch – like, some people can do it in the clutch. Some people cannot. Yes, Jaron had a shot at the end of the game. He was 40 feet away from the basket and threw up a prayer. It was not a good look. But this shot, this shot that tied the game before Dylan committed the foul, good Lord, man. It doesn't get any more clutch. Like, these are not playoff games per se, but they have a lot. They are very, very important games. And this young Grizzly team knows that. And I can't tell you, if you can't tell from the excitement of my voice, dude, I cannot wait to watch Jaron Jackson develop. Like I'm, I'm loving watching him already. I fell in love with this dude watching him last year. What he is doing, what he brings to the table, what he does on a night to night basis is incredible. And the fact that he knocked that three down in that situation was unbelievable to me. It's great, great to watch. That's good news for the Grizzlies. I don't even know if I said his stat line. He had 21 points, three rebounds, two steals, two blocks. 61% 61% from the field, two for five from three. And you know what he didn't have? He didn't have foul trouble. So all of you freaking panic button crybabies out there that were saying that it's going to be a career-long thing for Jaron Jackson, he he didn't have foul trouble. He fixed it already. One game, boom, done, over. We're past it. Don't want to hear about it again. JV, 13 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, one still shot well from the field. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 16 points, two rebounds, three assists. John Morant, really, really close to that triple-double. He was knocking on the door, 25 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. DeAnthony Melton struggled. He did not score. He had five rebounds. Brandon Clark, yeah, not not a, a great game from Brandon. Uh, eight points, three rebounds, one assist, one still. You would like to see a little bit more production from him. The one thing that I did like seeing – is down the stretch. You saw uh, those guys, uh, Jaron, Ja, and uh, Brandon on the floor. And for the future of the team, that's what you want to see. You want to see them out there in the clutch moments. I kind of question, I wondered, okay, should JV be out there? Maybe, I don't know, There's you can what if it to death. I'm not going to what if it to death. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see the three... Uh, Three key parts of the core out there in crunch time. Grayson Allen, 15 points. He played really, really well tonight. 15-3-2-1. Better shooter than DeAnthony Melton. That's a given. I I think you move him. I think he's your guy. Like, I don't know that you can get the rotations where Kyle's going to be off the floor or on the floor when Ja is off. I feel like that makes your rotations a little bit weird. 
I think you got to go to Grayson Allen as the like the number two point guard at this point. I think you got to give it a shot. You got to try something. We've not had an update on Tyus. You know, he gets reevaluated in a week. Um, I've got to go back and look and see when that is. Honestly, I think that I want to say we got that report. Was it Thursday? Maybe. Man, I can't remember. I wish Sam was here right now. He'd remember. He'd be able to let me know. But, you know, there there are a lot of tough things from this game because you don't want to lose it. You know, like the highs and lows, the the things that happen throughout the game, like the emotions that we go through watching the game and, like, the guys. It, it's a lot of good stuff. But then at the end, end of the day, you lose the game, and it's like, man – they like where's the good stuff you you forget about it so let's say let let's uh let, let's have a little reflection time here and let's say Jaron buries that three DeRozan goes down pull you know hits a pump fake Dylan doesn't bite he stays down and DeRozan just pulls up to shoot that jumper and Dylan contesting without fouling he misses the shot we go to overtime the Grizzlies win the game do we forget about all the bad things that Dylan done leading up to that point? Because it feels you see the last play and the mistake that Dylan. Okay. So he's the scapegoat. Now Dylan made the mistake on the last play fouled him. You don't foul there. Fundamental basketball. You know that Dylan, you're in the NBA. You've been playing forever your whole life. You know, you don't foul there. DeMar DeRozan is a really good offensive player. So that's why I say you can't blame everything on Dylan. DeMar DeRozan is an excellent offensive player. You can't, it's, you just can't, you can't. I tweeted out, I unapologetically support Dylan Brooks and what he does. There are things that he has to fix in his game in order for this team to be successful. When he is good, this team is successful. When he is bad, this team struggles, and this is what it's been. Since he has signed his contract, he struggled. I don't know how you fix that, but benching him is not it. So if that's where you're at, if you're on the side of benching Dylan Brooks is where he needs, like what needs to happen, and you need to start Josh Jackson, or you need to start DeAnthony Melton, or Grayson Allen, or plug in any other name on the Grizzlies roster. That's the wrong take, man. You can be on that side, but you're wrong. And you're not going to change my mind. Dylan Brooks, in his mind, is a starter. You go, like, I, I well, it was, it's nineteen twenty. So... Garrett Temple, when he took the when he took the starting job, when Dylan wasn't starting and Garrett Temple was, Dylan's attitude was crap because he's like, I deserve that starting role. If you bench him, if he is not starting, when he gets on the floor, he's gonna be out there firing away, and it may be more detrimental than what he's doing already the end of the day, somebody, anybody has got to stand up and say, Dylan, 
You've got to make better decisions, man. You have to. And that's where it is. You, you tell him he's got to make better decisions. And I think that he knows. I think, but he's fearless in the fact that like he's going to go out there and he's going to shoot. He wants to win. He's a competitor. But he's got to reel it in some. You coach him on it, which I think has probably already happened. Then you have a leader on the team, whether that turns out to be John Morant, Jaron Jackson, JV, maybe even an injured guy in Justice Winslow. I don't know where the relationship is with those guys. You know, Anthony Tolliver is a veteran, but he's not been there long enough. How receptive is, is Dylan going to be to that? That may go over awful. Whoever it is, somebody has got to do it. And then if he doesn't make the changes, then at that point, okay, he's not making the changes. He's not willing to listen. He's not being coachable. Then, then you look into trades. If that's what, obviously this year you can't like that's off the board. Doesn't happen. Dylan is the best option at two period. I will die on that hill. You can be mad at me. You whatever. Don't care. Dylan is the best option starting to for the Grizzlies this year. Is Dylan the answer moving forward? I still think that he can be. The way that he's played lately is not going to change how I feel about Dylan Brooks because of what he does, the positive things that he does. You're not going to change my mind on that. Is it possible that he's not? Sure, I'll give you that. But I think that he can still be developed into the answer that the Grizzlies need. Only time will tell. I, I am just not behind the whole bench Dylan Brooks because he's not it. You can't. That that's gonna hurt your team. The Grizzlies are where they're at, where they are right now because of Dylan Brooks. Not him solely, but because of how he's played and what he's contributed to this team throughout the year. They would not be here without him. You take Dylan Brooks off this roster, and who do you got at the two? You don't. You, you don't. You're not where he is so tenacious on the defensive end. He goes at the best player on the other team, night in, night out, no fear, don't care about the name on your jersey. I'm coming at you, and I'm guarding you, and I'm going to shut you down. Does he always shut them down? No, he doesn't always shut them down, but he works his ass off and he makes them work for what they get. So no, like slow down, reel it in, take a step back and pay attention to the fact that the rest of the team outside of Dylan Brooks was six for 23, six for 23 from deep and stop trying to blame it on one person. There were plenty of things that could have happened. The Grizzlies lost this game by two Talked about free throws. They shot better from the free throw line. We talked about that in the last game. But they, they missed three. They make those three free throws. They win the game. Free throws win championships. Told you. You'll hear me say it a million times. They make those. They win. Maybe it was three. I'm going to look back. I might be wrong on the three. I thought it was three. I'm questioning myself now. Yeah, they missed. They were 15 for 18 from three. Another thing that happened was fouls late in the game. Brevin Knight talked about it. They have to do better in fouling in the clutch moments. 
it is a young team that is overachieving right now. They are still learning. The Grizzlies are probably not going to win the title this year, and that is okay. We have had a great season because the Grizzlies were projected to be below the bottom, like, lottery they're getting another lottery pick maybe this pick doesn't go to boston and then it's unprotected the next year they might be in the top five again in the draft but they didn't john morant has come in and played up to what you want a number two pick to do above what i thought he was going to do i thought that he was going to be good i didn't know he was going to be this good this early brandon clark pick of the draft holy freaking crap brandon clark Man, if you don't know about Brandon Clark, go check out Adam like Adam King. Go find him on Twitter. Ask him. He'll tell you. At Adam King. I don't I'm Adam, I don't have your, your Twitter up right now, so your at might be wrong. I'm gonna pull it up right now so I can find him. But go ask Adam. He'll tell you he'll tell you about Brandon Clark. If you know anything, if you've watched any basketball at all this year, you know what Brandon Clark has done and how efficient he is and where they got him in the draft. Pick of the draft, no doubt about it. This year so far, 100% Brandon Clark been pick of the draft. Adam King, at Adam King 9-1. Go holler at him. If you don't know about Brandon Clark, you can listen. I'll talk, to, I'll talk about him a little bit. But Adam knows about Brandon. Adam loves Brandon, and he can tell you what you need to know. Go find Adam on Twitter at AdamKing91, and he'll let you know about Brandon Clark. Let these guys develop. The Grizzlies don't have to win this year. I saw somebody saying what what uh, Dylan is doing and what this is, you know, like what this could take away could be detrimental to this team. If they don't make the playoffs, it's not detrimental. It's not at all. It's a young team. I will make a wager with you right now that this is not the last time that the Grizzlies are going to be playing meaningful basketball at the end of the season with this core. If you're interested in making that wager, if you want to take the other side of that bet, go ahead and holler at me on Twitter and we can set it up. We'll take that bet. And then next year when they're playing basketball, meaningful basketball at the end of the season, you can go ahead and send me that money on the cash app. This team is going to be good for a long time as long as everybody stays healthy. Pump the brakes on all this crazy stuff. I love that we can be invested as Grizzlies fans and what they're doing right now. This loss is brutal. I had this marked down from day one as a win for them because the Spurs are without Bellinelli and LaMarcus Aldridge. And I think I said Derek White the other night, which obviously I was wrong, but there's maybe it's Bryn Forbes that got hurt. They had another injury there. But even without that other injury, they're down LaMarcus Aldridge and Bellinelli. They should not have lost this game to the Spurs. There was It's inexcusable. Grizzlies got to execute better. You're going into tomorrow's game against the Pelicans, who got throttled in their last game. You have got to come out and punch them in the mouth. You cannot take any risk. If you lose this game to the Pelicans, 
maybe I'm I'm hitting the panic button at that point. It's early. It's three games out of eight. They still got a shot, obviously, but their schedule don't get any easier. You finish out with three of the four top teams in the East, and it's just it's brutal. You got to win the Pelicans game. You have to have to win. You got OKC coming up after them. You got our Utah. I can't remember. You've got a tough schedule from here moving forward. You need to win this game, especially this is one of the teams that's chasing you. You've got to put them where they belong. You got to put them under you. They're below you. And the standings, you got to keep them there. You have to take care of business. But if they don't, if the Grizzlies do not take care of business and somehow manage to fall, even if, if they get out of the play-in game and they just fall into nine instead of eight with the play-in, it's been a successful season. Got to talk to Dylan. These, I'm going to, I'm talking about a wager. That was a perfect time. I was talking about a wager. I'm going to tell you what that wager is again. If you want to bet against me on whether or not the Grizzlies are going to play meaningful basketball at the end of the season again, go in my, I'm at dwill2111. Tweet at me. Let me know. We can make that bet. I'll take the fact that the Grizzlies are, and you can take that they're not for whatever you want to bet. Anything you want to bet, I'm up for it. Send it at me. I mean, I'm acting like I got billions of dollars, and I don't care what the bet is, but realistically, pretty much anything you want to bet because I'm that confident that they will be playing meaningful basketball at the end of the season past this year. So them losing these games, while it sucks, it's bad, you don't want to see it, you want them to make the playoffs this year, it is not in any way, shape, or form detrimental to this team because they are young and overachieving at this point. They're not. Now, talking about wagers, one of our partners here at Hootball, they just came back on board with us, mybookie.ag. Right now, you go over to mybookie.ag, you enter the promo code Hootball, and they're going to match your initial deposit 100%. And on top of your initial deposit match, you're going to get a $10 MLB futures bet to go toward whatever you want for the MLB futures bet. Mybookie.ag, promo code Hootball, gets you 100% initial deposit match plus the $10 futures bet. Go check them out. They've got more lines and better odds than anybody on online, anybody that you're going to find. They've been around. It's simple, guys. Mybookie.ag, you go, you create the account, you use the promo code HoopBall, you get that initial deposit match, you get that $10 MLB futures bet, you pay, you bet, you win, then they pay you. You deposit the money. I got. I had it backwards. I jacked it up, but it's easy. I'm making it hard. It's super easy. Mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, they pay you. Promo code HoopBall gets you a 100% deposit match and a $10 MLB futures bet. If you're not a baseball guy, you need a little bit of insight. I'm hearing that the guys over at uh, HoopBall Gaming have been killing it on the MLB parlay wagers. This week, good job, guys. Go check them out. That's at Hootball Gaming. They'll help you out. They'll give you some input on it. Tweet at them. Those guys, Dev, Ira, and I apologize. I like I always forget to name everybody on the show, but at Hootball Gaming, tweet at them. Say, hey, I just made my initial deposit on on my bookie, 
and I need to know where I need to use this $10 futures bet. And I guarantee you're going to get a response. These guys are killing the game right now, just like my bookie. I'm going to run it by you one more time. MyBookie.ag, the promo code is HoopBall. You get a 100% deposit match. 100% deposit match plus an additional $10 MLB futures bet. MyBookie.ag, promo code HoopBall. That's all I've got for you tonight. The, the Grizzlies have a huge game tomorrow. This was a big game. Needed to win it. They didn't win it. Definitely 100% could have won this game. Some better decisions made. Could have won this game. Didn't do it. Got to win tomorrow against the Pelicans. Art's looking grim. They're, they have got to find a way to execute. Tyus Jones, please get healthy and come back. The Grizzlies win this game with Tyus Jones back. I believe that 100%. Tyus, get that knee better. Come back. Be healthy. And let's get to the playoffs. That's all I've got for you today. The show is on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is at SammyB1118. Come check us out, guys. We like conversation. Tweet at us. We'll get involved. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Not even, look, not until next time. I'm not ending it like that because tomorrow they're playing the Pelicans. Bring the energy. Come out. Punch the Pels in the face. Curb stomp these dudes. Show everybody that you mean business. And let's win this game tomorrow. Like I'm not playing, but Grizzlies win the game. Beat the Pelicans. So I can get on this podcast tomorrow night when Lyle and I do this post game and I can talk mad trash. So until tomorrow night when the Grizz stomp the Pelicans, go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.